Hey guys, welcome to The Whip. I'm Anna. And I'm Lizzie. And we're a work in progress. This week's episode, we're going to cover our favorite and most popular reality TV series, and we even reached out to you guys and got some of your input as well. We tried to do like a variety of reality TV, um, everything from like competition to just like flat out like lifestyle reality. Um, So we'll see. We kind of wanted to compare them and what we thought of each of them and just give you guys the full scoop on all reality TV. (laughs) I have to say like embarrassingly enough, it's so entertaining. Oh, I know. It's so entertaining. And I feel bad sometimes because I really feel as though I'm laughing at the people themselves (laughs) or I'm enjoying kind of their misery or their, I mean, like thinking back, I don't know, we kind of, I guess, are already going to dive into the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. People who have listened before know we are big, big fans (laughs) of the show, but the whole Cassie and Colton drama that's been going on, if people have been um, keeping up with that, it's like Colton's been talking a lot about their relationship publicity wise and Cassie really doesn't want that and so stuff like that I always feel bad then that I'm like OMG I love reality TV but because it totally is their lives but the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, all of the Bachelor franchise like 30 seasons so far that's a whole lot of seasons that I've watched. The Bachelor has been on longer than we have been alive. I know. That's Let's crazy. just think about that. <laughs> has Chris Harrison always been? Yeah, they were showing his like they recently. They've been recapping all of this, uh, the seasons or not all, but the greatest seasons or whatever. That's right. And last Monday they did the first Bachelor and the first Bachelorette, and like you saw Chris Harrison when he was so young, and he has not aged. Like it's been however many years. And he looks so good for oh, being thanks. however many years older. And I'm like, if only I knew what you were doing, like, give me some of that. And like, him and his girlfriend are so cute. She does, like, the entertainment. Oh, yeah, yeah, How many? So I, like, before we started, went to go see that the fact that there were 30 seasons. I didn't even realize there were that many. And I started watching around um, Emily Maynard and Juan Pablo which on a couple of websites said it was around like season 10 or so, which I think is wrong because I was not alive then. But (laughs) whatever season Emily Maynard or Juan Pablo was on, like that's when I started watching. And that's a while ago. Like that's Juan Pablo is like a throwback to episode one. We talked about him. Mm -hmm. I I'm trying to think. I remember my mom watching it before I ever watched it. And I think I remember her watching either Juan Pablo or Sean Lowe's season. But I never, like, got into it. I felt like I was really young at that point. And, like, um, my mom was like, you shouldn't watch that show. Like, <laughs> which is true. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, but- sorry. Correction. Juan Pablo, which just makes a lot more sense, was um, the 18th season. So I'm okay. pretty sure that um, Emily was like the 17th or something because it goes Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelorette. The numbers, I think, are a little bit off because the Bachelorette started after the Bachelor. Like, they had a few Bachelors before they had the first Bachelorette. So I don't really know the numbers of that. But Yeah, that's um, right. The first season I remember watching was Chris Souls, and that Mm -hmm. was the first one I watched all the way through. And that was a good season to start out with because there was so much drama in that season. That was with, like, Ashley I and... 
like all of legend absolute oh i could talk so long about ashley i and jared's oh i know okay we could we could talk about the bachelor forever but we have so many other um great tv shows to get to but i wanted to talk about like which spinoff is your favorite of the bachelor so i'm gonna exclude the bachelor and the bachelorette for this one so bachelor in paradise listen to your heart the bachelor winter games i feel like there's so many now which one is your favorite Oh my gosh. Okay. That's <laughs> a good. Um, okay. My, uh, this is hard because I just heard a podcast with, um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. His last name's like say, Connor. Connor, who oh, was yeah. on, what season was he on? Rachel? He was with Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown. That's right. And I, so I just watched or listened to a podcast actually with him on it. And he was talking a lot about how, you know, um, BIP, Bachelor in Paradise, makes it sound or seem a lot longer than it really is and how it's kind of super unfair that these guys come in when relationships are already formed. Like, it's just very unethical if you kind of think about it. Mm -hmm. And so that really changed my mindset on it because my answer probably would be Bachelor in Paradise. It's, I think it's really fun to see people who you already know come on. Like, it's not someone that you have to re-meet. Right. Like, oh, he's from this season. She's from that season. Like, I have background on Ashley I. I have background on Jared. Like, ooh, like, what is Jared going to be like with that? So I think my favorite spinoff is probably Bachelor in Paradise. But I have to say there were a couple seasons, I think, when Chad was on it, that just got <laughs> so drama-filled mm-hmm. that it's hard. But I think my answer would be Bachelor in Paradise, I think, is my favorite because I think it's still – the most authentic version and like with listen to your heart and stuff they really tried to you know zhuzh it up a little bit and like Mm -hmm. the idea is cute but I think Bachelor in Paradise is still the most raw form of you know the typical reality yeah I I would have to agree with you I think Bachelor in Paradise is probably my favorite as well um I will say listen to your heart was good I think because it was the first season they're They've got some like kinks to roll out. Um, and I think in the next like couple of seasons, if they do continue it, I think it like it could be really good because I also like the fact that with making this show, you're pulling away those people like Jed who went on the show oh to God. promote themselves. And then you're giving them this platform where everyone is promoting themselves. So it's kind of like in a weird way, okay, because they're all they all know that they're doing that. Um, so I, I think Listen to Your Heart has the potential to be really good. Um, but I will say Bachelor in Paradise is probably my favorite too. Um, which goes into our next question. I think it's the most successful um out of all of the Bachelor shows because you spend so much time with that person and you're not all dating the same guy, the same girl. So it's um it's a little more um I guess, like, focused and, like, intimate on your specific relationship. Yeah, that's interesting, I think. Um, Bachelor in Paradise obviously started later than Bachelor and Bachelorette. And, what, Hannah and um, Dylan have come out of it. Obviously, Jade and Tanner. Um, I guess you could consider that, like, Ashley and Jared came out of it. Carly mm-hmm. and Evan. Um, Dean and Kaylin now too exactly like I think the statistics are probably more successful than the bachelor and bachelorettes so I agree with you I think also I think though the bachelorette 
I don't have like the statistics whatever in front of me but there has something that there was something that came out that was like the girls the bachelorettes are always more successful on finding somebody or Mm -hmm. in the end ending up with someone than the boys for whatever reason but I agree I think bachelor in paradise is probably the most successful one why I agree with you again, probably because there's more people, more fish in the sea to like, (laughs) and um, I think it's probably more relaxed atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like you're stuck somewhere, you might as well get to know people. Yeah. On to like what you were saying about The Bachelorette, I have seen something where it's like the last, I think excluding Hannah Brown, because yeah, (laughs) that was, that was trouble, but I think before her, the like last couple of bachelorettes, they all ended up with their first impression rose, which I think says like a lot about first impressions because I'm trying to think about the bachelorettes before her. It was Becca and she ended up with Garrett. Um, Rachel ended up with Brian, who also got her first impression rose. Um, Jojo was with Jordan. So it's like it's been this chain of all of these um, bachelorettes ending up with their first impression where if you look at the guys, that's not like necessarily true and even if they did get their first impression rose they probably didn't end up together um correct and I've like this thing sorry I don't mean to cut you off no go ahead I've seen this thing where it was like well guys just like lead with their eyes instead of like the real world which I don't really like because I feel like that's like not to tear down guys I don't think that's true to make that general statement about all of them but I do think there's something to be said that, like, they probably don't um, look at it as much in the real world. I think that's just, um, like, a disconnect between men and women. I feel like we're, um, at least the the women that they pick for The Bachelorette, there's, like, a certain, like... uh, They want love. They are ready for marriage. Right. I feel like the girls that they pick for The Bachelorette are more, like... um, straightforward this is how it is I think that's just like the the persona that they've tried to develop as the bachelorette where I feel like the guys are typically the more like romantic like um teddy bear on the inside you know and so I feel like those two personalities don't necessarily like um like that guy personality that they've tried to build doesn't necessarily like um radiate or emit success Yeah, I definitely, no, I definitely think it clashes because then you have girls who come on who are like, oh, he's so hot, he's so this, but then they, I feel if it was me, you get there and you're like, crap, I actually am one, either starting to feel something for him or two, I'm going in this because I want a relationship. And Mm -hmm. then you kind of realize, you know, again, like you said, I completely agree. I don't want to label everyone, even when I'm talking about girls being like, everyone wants to get married, that's certainly not the case. But people who I think enjoy this show or people who like like us <laughs> think very, <laughs> like get deep into it, yeah. eventually like want to get married or whatever. So these people who, these girls who decide to go on, who become The Bachelorette, like you said, have one purpose and that is to get married. Not like, oh, I'm going to get a girlfriend and then we're going to get engaged and we'll see how it goes. And like, well, you know, we have time to learn from each other because we saw with Ben Higgins that did not work. 
Mm-hmm. And who else didn't work with? What other? Oh, Chris Souls, Juan Pablo. <laughs> Literally just go down the list of bachelors and exclude Sean Lowe and all of them are failed. So Yeah, respect to Sean oh. Lowe. Ari, Ari, um, but he didn't even pick his Oh, you wife. know, no, no, no. <laughs> so you, I don't no, even no, know no. if you can count that. And Jason Mesnick, the same thing. He picked the other girl and then went back and. Also, so. <laughs> do you think, because um, I forgot about Becca just now, because I really wanted to also talk about who our favorite Bachelor Nation couples are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Becca and Garrett are together anymore. And I have to say, I really, really liked them. There's been some controversy about them and if they're together and I don't want to like get into whatever reason and rhyme for it but Mm -hmm. I have to say I really really thought they were super cute and for some reason had a soft spot for Garrett on the show and now they're just like not posting it all together yeah you know they just seem very I think like Becca even dyed her hair which if I want to get did she really yeah and if I want to get super into it that's kind of like oh like you know when your hair changes you've been through something (laughs) Um, I am a big fan of Becca. I didn't watch her season, um, which she I listened to her podcast with Rachel. Mm-hmm. She will be the first one to admit that her season was very dull, and I just didn't get into it. But um, I never, so I never really knew Garrett because I didn't watch it. But I always remember liking her from Ari's season. Um, so I'm a big fan of her. But I feel like with all of this controversy with Garrett, because it's not the first time it happened, it happened right off the show too. Um, you know, like I want, I hope that it works out for her. I hope that they work past it, but at the same time, I don't want her to like fall into this relationship if they have such conflicting views, you know, I would of love course. to see her like find someone that's going to compliment her better. Um, because I do feel like, unfortunately, even though that's not her views, they kind of reflect off of her because of like her situation with him. So Definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's unfortunate. I hope they work through it. Um, but I don't really want to get into it too much just because obviously that is their their personal life and we don't know anything under the surface of that. So Yeah. I was about to say, which I think this is a fan favorite for sure. And I was I don't want to say I was skeptical at first because I personally the way Robbie portrayed himself on the show, again, probably a lot different than how he is in person. But I I definitely was a Jordan fan in JoJo's season. And now more than ever, the fact that they lasted through all the crap that Bachelor Nation gave them for their relationship mm-hmm. and kind of not agreeing, disagreeing with, you know, who he was, who he was related to, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Major fan of their relationship. They are the cutest, goofiest, like the amount of videos I keep watching of them and stuff and they've been engaged now for I think three years something like that maybe even Mm -hmm. four I still like invested in them for sure yeah I am definitely a Jojo Jordan fan um I I probably would pick them as my number one but I also want to talk about Sean Lowe and Catherine Mm. I didn't watch Sean Lowe's season but they I I did watch the like recap of the greatest seasons and just watching that like they are so perfect for each other. I love – I follow him on, on Instagram. I stalk his Twitter all the time, even though I don't have Twitter because I think it's just so funny. Um, he has all these, like, funny dad tweets, and I live for it. Um, they but I think they're away so in an together. elephant when they got engaged. I know. It, I just <laughs> – I feel like that's how every bachelor should end, and it's so unfortunate that it doesn't end 
um, like that more often. But when you just like look at their lives and like three, I don't even know how many kids they have, like three or four. And like, you just think like, oh, that all happened with a TV show. Like, and I know, like, I saw something on Instagram and he's like, I'm praying my kids never ask like how their mom and dad met because (laughs) we don't want to explain that. But like, I just, I feel like they were the first like really good couple, which I don't know, maybe all like, maybe people won't agree with that. But to me, I am a big fan. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. There are so many Bachelor Nation couples to go over, which is really great. But we also want to shout out um, on our Instagram, we asked you guys what reality TV show you would go on. And we had two um, people who were big Bachelor fans who said they would go on the show. So the first one was Hannah. She said she would go on The Bachelor. And our other um, listener set is Carolina. And she said she wanted to be The Bachelorette, which... I mean, I I fully agree with that. I think you, you go might on need the some other steps. Right. Would you <laughs> would go, I on the, go on the Bachelorette or the Bachelor? Well, you have to go on the Bachelor before you go on the Bachelorette. That's like true. they're not just gonna pick somebody random, which I guess isn't really true because they just picked Matt James, which we still haven't talked about. But oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> Diggity dog! Oh my god! I completely forgot. I'm so excited. I. I'm really happy that they did it. I didn't like the way that it happened, but I'm happy that it happened. I am just a little bit upset it wasn't Mike. Like, it should have been Mike, but it's okay. I'm over it. I'll, yeah, I'll survive. I think it's because I'm such a Tyler, like, fan. Yeah. But the second I saw Matt James, and again, I completely agree. I think Mike probably deserved it a little more, just being through the franchise already and all of that. And like Mike was a big fan favorite from the start. Not that Matt wasn't, but I just think seeing them together and not that Mike isn't a great person, but I know Matt does a lot with Tyler and Tyler, you know, runs a lot of really great whatever camps mm-hmm. and stuff for kids. And so when they announced it, I was like, how can you be mad? How right. can you be mad? Yeah. Look at him. It's not I, I am so excited. I feel like he's going to have a really great season. I hope, I hope he has a really great season, um, which also I am, I was not excited about Claire's season. Mm-mm. I will just put that out there. I was not looking forward to it. Um, I remember her, I watched the Bachelor Winter Games, so that's how I know her. And I know her a little bit from Paradise, but I was really not looking forward to that. And then I heard like some interviews that she's done and some podcasts she's done. And I am such a Claire fan now. Like I am so excited to watch that season. Um, I just have a really good feeling about it. I think it's going to end really well for her. Um, I remember watching her on Juan Pablo's season and like, she's a badass. She knows what she wants. Like she is ready to fight for it. And I think that's again, exactly like we talked about what the bachelorettes who come on really are. Like they know what they want. They're ready. Um, and they're not afraid to, you know, leave Mm -hmm. and kick people out to find their person. I think... I'm I'm looking forward to it. I hope that it's like reduced drama because the guys are going to be older. Um, I don't know, but I also heard on a podcast she did that she does not drink alcohol or coffee, and I feel like that could have a really like interesting aspect of the show because I feel like so oh. much of it is like based around like 
wine and champagne, but I like she's not going to have that component. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that's going to have any impact on the show. I like this a lot. Yeah. I wonder if like any guys, like how the guys will shift because of that. Right. Ooh, that is very, okay. We need to update when the season, have we just, have they come out yet on when it's going to air now with everything going on? Um, so I heard the fall. I didn't hear a specific day, but I heard that it's going to be on Tuesdays now instead of Mondays just to, um, like whatever coexist with the current channel scheduling. But I heard the fall. I heard that they, um, either just went or are planning to go like if within the next couple of weeks to the resort that they're filming or wherever it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just checked too. fall 2020. Get pumped. So I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Okay. That's, okay, yeah. No, no, you've got me excited. <laughs> this, this, this gets me excited. You're on the Claire train now? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> we can move on now. I know. So <laughs> talking kind of, I guess, like a little bit about adventure and like exploring the world and like The Bachelorette and then traveling and everything. Um, another one was The Amazing Race, which I have to be honest, I have not. I've watched a couple episodes you know, here and there, but I'm not fully immersed in the amazing race culture and everything that's about it. But I'm kind of super excited to talk about it because I think it's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. So just like a little quick uh, synopsis of the show, if you're unfamiliar with it, um, it's an American adventure reality show, teams of two race across the world. The race is split into legs. Each leg requires teams to uh, deduce clues, navigate themselves in foreign areas, interact with locals, perform physical and mental challenges, and use all kinds of public transportation on a limited budget that's provided by the show. Um, teams are eliminated at the end of legs, and the first team to arrive at the end of the final leg wins a million dollars. So um, I have always... I not. I shouldn't say always. I have watched the show for a very long time with my mom. We we really like the show. There's been times where it goes like in and out. I guess it's not like um, it used to be very, very popular. I think its ratings have gone down in recent years. So it's kind of been on a weird schedule. Um, but I, I think it's a great idea. I, I think it's yeah, I, I really enjoy the show. Yeah, that's just like super fun. Like I just think about if you, I don't know, like are traveling and you go through little competitions and stuff and do you get to pick your partners? Like so, you can bring a team on with you or do you get a team once you're there? So there have been different versions of the show. So yes, um, to answer your question, you do pick your partner. Um, you can pick like anyone you want. So there's all kinds of teams. There's brother, sister or, you know, best friends or mother, daughter, whatever it is, you know, there's all kinds Podcast. of people. Podcast <laughs> hosts. Yeah. Um, but there also have been seasons where there it's just a bunch of random people and they go in and they don't know who their partner is going to be and they just find out on the spot. And the producers, I'm sure, go into it and try to pick people that are going to work well together or even that might not work well together and might just make for really great TV. But there has been one season that it was all single people. So everyone was like, it was like they almost mixed it with The Bachelor. And it was like, see if you're going to work out with this person. And I remember the team that won, 
they were like, yeah, there's no way we're dating, but we're going to be great friends. And so it's like, even if you don't get, um, you know, like a relationship out of it, they still got a great friendship. Um, and it would be really some, it, it'd be something cool to do just going in blind, um, which was one of our, our questions. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, who would be your partner? Like if you just could pick anyone, who would you pick to go with you? And would you ever consider going in blind? Okay. So based off the information you told me, I definitely, (laughs) I think it would be super fun going in blind because for some reason, I feel like there's something different when it's an experience like this, where you kind of have nothing to lose, right? Like you're already Mm -hmm. to go to a cool place, something different. You might as well also meet someone else. Like if I already have all these amazing friends, don't I want to like meet someone else and especially if they're maybe from a different place, like a different state, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think I would go in blind for sure. What about you? I don't think I would. I, you would do I it think, to win it. Well, yes, but I also think that I would just have a tough time if I didn't like that person. Like if for whatever reason we didn't get along, I feel like it would just be like so um, – difficult to like run the race with somebody that you didn't get along with and I just feel like I am very friendly to people but I I am very picky when it comes to like friendships and stuff which sounds terrible it's just like I I don't know I have I have a very high standard which I guess is a good thing I don't know I just feel like (laughs) what's the chance like I have so much faith in the producers like (laughs) oh she likes this and she likes yeah. that great look at I don't know Felipe who likes this <laughs> and that like obviously I totally get what you're saying but I feel like I have faith in the fact I don't know I feel like it would be so cool to be mm-hmm. like hi my name's Anna hi my name's Felipe oh my gosh like let's okay. race yeah. together yeah well it's so crazy because they don't introduce you before it's like you literally meet as you you go so it's like hi I'm blah 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 hi I'm blah 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 okay go so you get no no introductions no chance um but I would like to say that I'm spontaneous enough enough to do it I just don't think I am (laughs) I think I would need to know who I'm who I'm going into this with no I I know yeah I see that it's like that's a hard question I think I think that one's one where it's kind of like I maybe should watch the show a little bit more and see how those that do go in blind work together Mm -hmm. and then really see if I could do that. But what – so what are some of the countries they've done it in and is there like a specific country you would really want to do it in? They go everywhere. I mean, it really is like a race around the world. They go to just about every continent um, within a season, excluding Antarctica, (laughs) but – um so I don't know where I would want to go I think I would probably I don't know maybe like New Zealand or um I don't know somewhere maybe I wouldn't have the opportunity to go to um just in my daily travels I guess yeah if you're listening right now once our post is up on the Instagram let us know where you would want to go I think that's super interesting is it only one place that you choose or is it kind of like the bachelor bachelorette where you travel yeah so they go everywhere so like they might start in los angeles and then they say okay um fly to um santiago chile and 
then it's, you know, they have all these different things that they have to do in Chile. And then um, maybe they have to drive to Buenos Aires. And, you know, it's all of these places within a certain time. So they may start in Los Angeles and finish in Chicago, but they went all the way across the world in that time period. So that's um, where, where would you go? Would you go to Germany? Would you, do you feel like you would have a leg up? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's kind of cool. Um, okay. If I was bringing my competitive side out, I would definitely be like, let's go to Germany because the speaking, you know, like speaking situation, understanding mm-hmm. the cultural stuff like that, I definitely would have a leg up on. Oh, whoa. I didn't think about that the whole time. I was like, oh, well, like maybe South America or maybe Australia or something. Mm-hmm. Now that you said that, if I'm really being like, yeah, I'm a competitive person, like let's win this thing. I feel like I would make sure that maybe like my last stop would be Germany or something. So we <laughs> were either my last stop or my first stop. So I either, you know, get a leg up or mm-hmm. I catch up or something like that. Yeah. So when I, they have the old seasons on different streaming services. So I have seen the first season and you can tell that they're on something like season 40 now. It's crazy, but um they have come such a, a long way from that first season because they didn't really know how it was going to work, right? They just set these however many teams out, like, to the world, and they just were like, okay, go. Um, and so there was one point in it that there were, like, three or four teams left, and because of the flight schedule, there were – I think they were in Alaska, and it was, like, there were very few flights to get to Alaska from – I mean, to get from Alaska to wherever they were going – And they were so few and far between that two of the teams got out and one team was left there for like another day. So they were like a full 24 hours behind the other two teams because they simply couldn't catch a flight. And so now you see they have like equalizers. So they all have to go to this church or whatever and it's midnight and then they get there and they're like, oh, it doesn't open until 8 a.m. But they do that so that they don't have this problem that they had in years past where the teams were so far apart that it was like impossible to catch up. So it does make it more dramatic now because it is closer together. But there are still cases where people will get so far ahead of each other that it's insane. Okay, but that's smart. Like I really appreciate, I feel like as the contestants too, it's annoying but at the same time, you also totally appreciate that mm-hmm. if you are, like, if you did miss a flight or something. But um, Cyrus said that he totally would want to be on The Amazing Race and remembers, like, watching it and stuff. And so I really want to know on our post, Cyrus, you better tell us, like, who you would want as your partner or what you think the hardest thing would be, what country you would go to. Um, I totally want to know what you would say because. Um, I feel like you would have like a good country or something to go to. So be kind of cool. <laughs> what, what do you think you would you, oh, I can't speak today. What would be, <laughs> what do you think would be your strength? So there's all kinds of different like challenges, like physical, mental, memory challenges, dance challenges. Like what do you think you would be good at? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think not also watching the show so kind of just going off of what you said Mm -hmm. Mm. 
the person that comes to me for some reason is maybe memory like but no I I feel like when I'm stressed though do I have a good memory I don't know maybe the mindset one the mind what did you say having well there's like yeah maybe that that's there's hard. also like food challenges. Would you be able to oh. eat like some like <laughs> really strange like delicacy and you know wherever it is? Okay, I would say that I definitely am an adventurous eater. Like I like a bunch of different type of cultural foods. I eat a bunch of different things from different worlds. Mm-hmm. But not liking seafood is a downfall. So I don't know. <laughs> this is a hard question for me because I haven't also watched it and it's very hard for me to kind of pick out something like a strength of mine but I would say maybe the I guess the adventurous food side like I don't know if I could eat like 7,000 things but if I had to (laughs) eat something different Mm -hmm. I think I would be willing to do it so the idea is you want to pick a partner that like is good at your weakness you know if that makes sense because most that's why you would want someone right but there are like things called roadblocks and that's only one person of the team has to do it um a lot of the times though they don't tell you what it is beforehand it just like asks you it it's confusing but they they just um one person says okay I'll do it not knowing what they're getting themselves into but that kind of like leads me into I think I would probably take my dad and we've talked about this before because I feel like he would be good at all the things that I can't do and I would be good at the things that he can't do mm-hmm. and I'm like I I could do like the dance challenges you know if we're in like if we have to do like a, a Bollywood dance like that, that is so me like I would kill that but like I would not be good at like physical challenges like if I'm like having to like I don't even know what that would be but I would not be good at that. I would not be good at anything that requires like a lot of brains. <laughs> like I, it would not be my strong suit, but I could do like memory stuff or, you know, whatever it may be. And my dad is like, yeah, no, I'm not a dancer. I, I can't do anything with memory. And I was like, perfect. Like we complement each other perfectly. Like you'll do all of that. I'll do all the rest. Um, so We've worked this out, like counting down the days. We'll we'll do it. I told him I was like, we could we could apply, but we're not interesting enough to do it. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not enough to be like eccentric, right? Like right. have a little. Yeah, you gotta have something to you, like <laughs> a little spunk. I'm like, I don't think we're we're cool enough to do it. We're spunky enough. <laughs> um. Okay. So is again, I'm kind of guilty of not necessarily knowing too much about Survivor, but is Survivor kind of similar to The Amazing Race? So they're both by CBS, so they do have like a little a little bit of similarity and they do have crossover. So sometimes people will be on both The Amazing Race and on Survivor. Um, which is kind of interesting. There has been there was a team of twins, um, and they both uh, they were on the Amazing Race together and they got out they were like the first people out or something. And then they went on Survivor together and one of them ended up winning. So it's like um she was really bad at this one show but then ended up being really good at the other one so but so survivor if you don't know about it um it's a group of people from like various backgrounds various lifestyles they are on an island um they don't really i mean they know where they are but they don't have any connection to the outside world 
they have to provide themselves food, fire, shelter, you know, all the things that you need for survival. Um, and then they compete in challenges for both rewards and for immunity so they don't get eliminated. And then contestants are um, progressively eliminated from the game as they get voted out by the other people. Um, and then until only one person remains and then the jury votes for them as the winner. So it's both a, uh, a combination of actual survival skills, but then also a social game where you have to make relationships with other people so that they don't vote you out. Oh, so there's a whole like social twist. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so even if you're good at all this stuff sucks because if you can't make a friend, right, you're out of here. I and some of like that one better. I actually, 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 I need to take a step back. I don't know. <laughs> I need to watch. I'm a little bit of a, you know, I don't know much about it yet, but I like the aspect that you can vote people out. That stinks though. Like imagine you think you've made a good friend and then right. bam, you're out of here. So similar to the Amazing Race, it's been on um, forever. Like I think they're on like 40 seasons too, but it started out as these people were there to survive, right? And they were focused on the survival part of it. And they were like, oh, well, if that par person's not good at X, Y, Z, we're just going to vote them out. And now, like, in the 40th season or whatever it may be, it's so much more about the strategy and so little about the survival part of it, where it's, like, these people and they're such, like, good strategists that they, like, are able to, like, deceive and, like, manipulate people and tell people they're with them, but they're not with them. And it's, like, it's so crazy. Um, and it's it's called Survivor, but it's almost, like, survival of the fittest in the way that it's, like you don't know who's on your side and you need to vote them out before they vote you out. How do you think you would do on that? Do you think you'd be able to like manipulate people? So I've, I've talked to someone about this before. I think that if I could get past like the first couple um, eliminations, I would be okay. But I think in that first like part of it, I feel like, I would have a tough time because I know this about myself. I, I am not good at first impressions. So I feel like if I could like somehow like wedge myself in there and like talk to like a few people and get them to like help me out and keep me there, I'd be okay. And then I'd be able to like make relationships with people. But I think I, the first I think you would do well. I think you, you think I well. would. Yeah, I do. Also, the grand prize of it being a million bucks is pretty convincing. Yeah, it's a good incentive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the hardest part of it is that you don't even see it when you're watching. You know, these people are out there for, I think it's like 39 days. They're out there on their own for 39 days in the wilderness. Um, most of the time, I think almost every season, I don't know, but they're always on the ocean or some sort of water so that they don't dehydrate themselves and die um but like I think just having all of the like the weather and you know the lack of food they get like a bag of rice for the entire thing and like you have like reward challenges where you can win food and stuff but you're not guaranteed that and so you're you're living off of a, a cup of rice every single day for for a month and a half, you know, and I think that would be the hardest part. And that's what people don't see. Um, 
And so you really have to be like what you were saying earlier, mentally tough. And I think I'm, I'm at a better place I think now than maybe before. And I think maybe if I can build that up, then maybe I'll be a, a qualify, but I think that would be so tough. Yeah. The survival aspect of it is certainly a whole nother part that, like you said, you don't really think about. Mm-hmm. How do you think you would be like, would you be able to like make fire or um, build a shelter? Like, do you think you'd be good at that? Okay, I think um, this is interesting because if I knew I had to do it, it was quote unquote life or death. Um, I could certainly like I've built a fire before and I th- think I'm a creative enough to make my own house or whatever, you know, out of stuff. Mm-hmm. I definitely think if I had a partner to do it, you know, like it wasn't so much on my own because you have like a group of strangers, right? But isn't it at the end of the day, it's up to you? So it is a individual game, but at the beginning of it, at least they separate you into tribes. So you're with, you know, like nine other people making this shelter. Um, And then eventually you all come together and you you coexist, you know, as however many people, but yeah, so it's individual, but you are working together. So that's, I think the difference for me is I think I would be better in the amazing race because having someone else that even if they're not motivating me, it motivates me more. Mm -hmm. So I think in the sense of the survival aspect, I think I could do it for sure, but I don't think it would be as easy as maybe the amazing race would be for me. I think you would Mm -hmm. be way more successful in survivor than me. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, Can't wait to watch you on TV one day. Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not exotic enough. I'm not not exotic, eccentric enough. <laughs> um we, we'll make but, it a little more eccentric. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do a little bit of acting. I'll I'll spice myself up. But um there is there has been seasons called Blood versus Water. So kind of like what you were saying, you go in with someone um, that you know. Most of the time they were related, but I don't think all of them were. Um, so it would be, you know, husband and wife or sisters or um, like cousins even. And so you go in with these people that you know, but only one person wins. So it's like you you oh. have this person with you, but they could get voted out. And then Eventually, you're all by yourself. You say bye-bye. So this girl that I was telling you that was on The Amazing Race and then she was on Survivor, her sister got voted out first. So her sister was the first person voted out and she was the last person because she won. And so I think she ended up winning because she she told the jury, she was like, I just I just went 39 days without anyone. Well, all of you people were here with your your family members right and so then there was this other girl who eventually voted out her mom because she was like my mom's not good for my game anymore who she's the done heck comes up <laughs> with these shows <laughs> it's like it adds this really interesting element because it's like these people might like you but they might think oh yeah your mom's not going to be good for us she needs to go and it's like are you going to prove your loyalty loyalty to these people or are you going to like save your mom um okay so here's the big question would you go on the amazing race or survivor if you could if someone was like pick which one you want to like you're fit you're ready for it Mm -hmm. pick which one you want to go on I think I would probably do the amazing race I think just having the opportunity to go to all of those like countries and have those experiences I just don't think is 
possible to do any other way. Um, but I think I would do either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd, it'd be such a cool experience to, like, to have that, to live that and be like, yeah, I just lived on an island with 20 strangers for 40 days. Yeah. <laughs> I also think, like, the editing of The Amazing Race makes it just look so exciting, adventurous. Like, right. remember the couple ones I watched, it was like, doom, doom, doom. Like, they're just, like, jumping around <laughs> and running and definitely, for sure, for me, too, The Amazing Race, 100%. So our last question with Survivor, what I was saying is, like, you have to form these bonds with people, but um, sometimes not everything is as it seems, right? So you might be telling someone you're with them, but you actually aren't. You're just lying to them so that they don't know that you're going to vote them out um, because there's all these sorts of twists and um, elements to it now that um, are so, like, game-changing but would you try to play an honest game and stay loyal to the people that um, you start out with and you're like, okay, I'm with you all the way and you just stay with them till the end? Or would you try to like deceive people and manipulate? And um, what, what do you think you would end up doing? I could not manipulate. <laughs> There's no way. I could not. I, the whole loyalty, like I couldn't, but I have to say, God, that's like no I could never because you have to you have to separate your emotions from the game right so you might go in and you might be a very lovely person but you don't necessarily have to to be that on the show right because you're trying to win you have to to face these people later on again (laughs) who eventually if it's a social media follow if it's like you have to face these people again they respect the game Oh, but no, <laughs> okay. I oh gosh, I okay, you'd be a terrible survivor. I think <laughs> this is what I think. You can't see me right now, sadly, but like I'm jittery now. I'm like really trying to think through. I'm talking with my hands. I think that now I'm my hair, my hands are in prayer mode. I think that I would play the game of actually having like making connections and stuff. And I would somehow in my pact with them or somehow at the end, if I really got far to the end, I do think I would break that to win. But I Mm -hmm. think I would try my hardest to play the loyalty game as far as I can without getting kicked out. And that's only being said because I really don't believe in the whole manipulation situation, although I know Mm -hmm. it is part of the game. But I probably knowing me would be like in my pact of my relationship, like, if we both make it to the end, just know I still love you, but like yeah. I'm going to kick you out because I don't think I could do the whole, oh gosh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I could not. I think I agree with you for the most part. Um, the thing about Survivor is that at the when they get down to the end of it, there's three people left and all of the people that you just voted out vote for the winner. So it's like you want to like politely vote them out right so that they still like you um so I feel like I would do something or I I would try to do something similar to what you were saying and build these real like connections with people but um like at the end of the day if I know somebody's gonna beat me like if I know that they are like better than me like they're gone Mm. like I just gotta get a million I gotta get the mill. <laughs> I get it. I get. I get that. See, that's the problem. Oh, girl, <laughs> I hate this. I hate the whole. Ugh, no. So, 
a very similar show to Survivor. It's also another CBS reality TV show. They all kind of like inter inter uh, twine. Yeah. But Big Brother, it's e- extremely similar to Survivor. It's just in a house rather than out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you think? Like, do you think you would be better at that because it's like less survival and it's just more social? I think because it's more of a relaxed environment so say like being in a house rather than out in nature I think it probably would bring a more relaxing approach to me and I Mm -hmm. think the social aspect would be super fun I also think it would be a lot more draining right like I love nature and I think the nature aspect sometimes is probably more calming when you're stressed you're like it's okay Mm -hmm. nature no one has to be around me like I'm good but with big brother it's like okay she's screaming I can hear her like this person, <laughs> I'm mentally drained. I'm exhausted from yeah. talking all day long. Um, I don't think I have to be honest with you. I love watching reality TV shows. There's only one or two that I really do watch, and I just don't think I would ever be somebody to go on one. I yeah, think starting my own would be hilarious. Like always, <laughs> the thought of starting your own if you were in it, like a family one or whatever. But. I don't think I could go. The only one I could see myself actually going on is The Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. I think that's just because it has to do more with traveling. Right. Um, I don't know about Big Brother. I think it would just be very exhausting for me. And what I can see from watching like one or two episodes is that it's very drama filled. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could deal with that. What about yeah, you? I... I don't know. I don't think I could do it, honestly. At least Big Brother. I think I agree with you. I think The Amazing Race, maybe Survivor. Um, but I think they would just be so tough. Like, you don't know. Like, you can't even um, imagine what it's like unless you live it. So I'm sure it's even so much harder than what we see on TV. But I don't think I could do it. Like I was saying, I don't think I would be able to, like... um fit in with like the niche group of people that go on these shows like especially Big Brother I feel like it's always these like really crazy like loud eccentric people and I just don't think I would be able to like um mix with that kind of crowd very well um I think if I were to go on a reality tv show kind of um opposing what you said I don't think I could go on my own like I think I would have to do something where it's competition based because I think when you like, when you like, what what's the word I'm looking for? What, but when you expose yourself to the entire world as yourself, it's like people are going to criticize you for every single thing you do. And I would much rather people criticize me um, while I'm like being competitive, That if that makes sense, because it's like, um, you kind of have the excuse of like, oh, well, like I was just looking for a million dollars. Yeah, right? that's and why I like the amazing race for sure. Like, yes, you're being yourself, but it's also this like morphed version of yourself because y- you have this competition element to it. I think I knowing myself, I could not handle like all of these haters like coming at my personal life if it's really just like my lifestyle as a reality TV show. Yeah, which totally leads into this one which I'm Mm -hmm. excited for because I am a very big Kardashian fan (laughs) my guilty pleasure like I it's whenever someone asks me like what my guilty pleasure reality tv show whatever Mm -hmm. my answer is 100% always the Kardashians (laughs) because I just think it's so 
you know, not to make their life be like, oh, it's a looking glass and it's so fascinating or whatever, because obviously you see their ups and downs. But I think it is a really interesting story. Um, and I just think, I think they're so, fu- like, it's so, it's so entertaining. Whether you agree, disagree, whatever about them or their lifestyle, their choices, who they are, I can't speak upon that. But I just think it's a very interesting family to watch. Um, yeah. Very crazy story. Do you have a favorite? I I feel like my favorite changes like every every day, every week. Um, I have watched some of the Kardashians. I haven't watched the whole thing. There's so many seasons and I just don't have the time to get into all of it. But um, I used to say my favorite is Courtney, but that was before I watched like the show. I just knew very little of her. So I was like, oh, I like Courtney. Um, and then I would say I like Chloe, but like there's some things that Chloe does that like really bug me. And so I don't even know anymore. Like they all have their pros and cons. I don't think I can pick a favorite. Okay, so my favorite for sure. I don't know why. Could not could not tell you why. <laughs> my favorite has always been Chloe. I don't again, I do not know why. I don't know <laughs> if it's like the attitude she shows on the show. She's super funny. I don't know if that's... I have no clue. All I know is that I always, on the show, like, gravitate to her. Or when she's Mm -hmm. saying something, I'm like, yes! Like, tell them! Um, Also, the part of the show... Sorry, go ahead. Her relationship with Scott is really cute. Like, their friendship and stuff. And the fact that she can still have a good relationship with him, even though him and Courtney kind of fell through. Mm -hmm. There's something about Chloe, and I don't know why. But I think it's very funny to see who people say because I definitely think it kind of like shows a little of their personality. No, maybe. absolutely. I'm curious to see what other people will say to who, to who theirs is because I rarely hear people say Kendall. I don't know why. Uh, uh, that's so funny. I was literally about to interrupt you and say my favorite was Kendall because I, I forgot about her. <laughs> like I really did. I, I honestly forgot about her because when I think about them, I think about like Kim – uh, Kylie, Chloe, and Courtney, and like Kendall just like erases from my but mind I, because she's I so like, irrelevant. I like exactly quiet. I like that part of her, and like I feel like I I'm still at the part of the show where she's still pretty young, like she's just getting into modeling, so you haven't really seen a lot of her. But that's kind of why I forgot about her. But I do really like her. I feel like she's not as um as extra as the other ones. Yeah. I I, and completely. I feel like, I mean, you can't even say this about the Kardashians. There's nothing about them that are down to earth. But I do feel like out of all of them, she's probably the most grounded. Um, and maybe that's because her net worth is the lowest. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, I would like to be her amount of poor. You know, she's something like $30 million poor or whatever. I like, when I'm having a bad day or something and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to watch something. It always ends up being them because it's just like, <laughs> it takes your mind off of everything because their lifestyle just seems so phew, like over my yeah. head. Like you think like there's so many things about this. Like people have all of their own opinions. Do you think that what they show on the show is really their life or do you think it's all made up? That's it's hard because I know when some of the newer episodes they've had you know a lot Courtney doesn't really want to be on the show anymore or anything 
and they mm-hmm. kind of really talk about how you know we film everything in our lives like Chloe and Kim are like we give up our time like there's constantly cameras in our house you know and we do that for the business so that this show doesn't go under or whatever and so when I hear that I think okay maybe it's not so much staged if that's really what it is that there's consistently filming people I do think when there's drama that it's very interesting that somehow the cameras just automatically show up. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure I couldn't, I can't imagine the adjustment it probably is when you start to all of a sudden be yelling at people and realizing that this is being recorded and then somebody's editing it. Yeah. Watching that. And I'm sure you get used to it. And in some ways I think it's kind of, for lack of a better way to say it, nice that there are shows that portray families fighting and stuff where it's like hey like it's not yes her net worth is 30 million but she still actually sits there and cries because her sister yelled at her like you know <laughs> what I mean like, there's something yeah. I think that that's why people enjoy watching reality tv but um I do think some of it is staged but I also do think some of it is pretty authentic I think I, I think that what the arguments and the the quote-unquote drama, I think it's real, but I think that it's probably um, exaggerated and brought up to this whole new level for TV. Like, the producers are probably asking the right questions to get them really angry and, you know, whatever it may be. And I think, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know the behind the scenes of the Kardashians, but I think that they probably like reshoot scenes like I know that's I I think that's pretty common for like reality tv where something might happen but like the cameras weren't there or they didn't get the right angle so they have to redo it as if it like really happened again so I think that that's probably the case for them so it might not be 100% like real and genuine but I do think that like the the root of the like problems or you know whatever it is that's going on I do think that's probably like accurate to their life yeah and I've always wanted to know you know how they then shoot to like a single shot of them and they're interviewing them Mm -hmm. like that a lot of times is done after filming a while like obviously they don't stop what they're doing and are like come and now we're going to interview what just happened so they have to think back on the experience and talk like it's happening so they can edit in like that stuff is whack to me like yeah that confuses me too and then in three days I could be sitting down having a camera filming being like yeah when I was talking to Lizzie on the podcast it was super blah 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 but you have to talk in present because it's gonna right. be, like that that really that me- that messes with me mm-hmm. yeah so Hannah um says that she would love to be on the Kardashians but she also thinks that her thinks that her family could have a similar show to the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I know Hannah and I have talked a lot about how sometimes her mom will like text her and be like, stop acting like the Kardashians. <laughs> but that, yeah, I definitely think it would be, fu- it's funny to just imagine people's families as reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like I know the um, little boy I'm babysitting right now, their family has a super, obviously for privacy reasons, I'm not going to like go into it, but their family knows, has like a really, really good family friend that has some like really whack stuff happen to her in her life. And they've actually now been like investigating it and getting like lawyers into it and stuff because it's like a story that could actually be written as a book. 
and they were telling me this all one day and I was like you need to make a Netflix series out of (laughs) this is a reality tv show I was like I would watch this and so I think it's so funny to think of families like Hannah's that could like become a reality tv right (laughs) but you said you would never want to be in a reality tv show like that because it's just too exposing to obviously your lifestyle yeah I think it's just so public like I don't I think there's like I'm just not necessarily a private person but I just don't need my whole entire life on display for everyone you know no I can I completely understand I think being an only child it's very hard to say necessarily that it would be a reality tv show um I just think it's funny like can you imagine North and Saint being like I want to see what I was like as a baby Oh my gosh, I know, and they can just just go back. Let me put on the TV and watch yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Their home videos are just for everyone to see. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Imagine they go to school and it's like, I saw you on television the other day. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. And you're like, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so our last one that we wanted to quickly cover is Love is Blind. Um, Now, Lizzie, I know... Did you say you haven't seen it or you've only briefly watched a couple episodes? I haven't seen it, but I've seen like clips of it and like know the general um, yeah. plot of it. Okay, so then I'll give a quick synopsis like you did for me. Um, pretty much it's a speed dating format where men and women date each other in different pods though, where they can talk to each other, but they actually can't see each other at all until the end when they can decide they want to propose, where they finally meet face-to-face for the first time, which is the whole name of the game, Love is Blind. So you pretty much don't see them, you only communicate, and then at the end you see them to really test the attraction situation on that looks aren't everything. So it's super cool. Um, And then obviously at the end they retreat, they go to like Mexico, some are super nice. Um, And I really think that there's only one maybe two successful couples the rest have um broken up since have even gotten married and then gotten divorced um so sadly that's the case like I said I think it's two um but someone can fact facts check me on that but um yeah I think it's a super interesting concept I think it's also probably super fun to do just like to meet friends and stuff I think that's a cool idea I don't know if I would necessarily do it to actually find, like, the person I'm going to marry, but I'm also totally not opposed to it. I just don't like the idea that it's also in form of reality TV and everyone can watch it. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. take my time with it. Um, I don't know. You not watching it, though? How does that sound? Like, do you think it's – six? it's been successful. There's two couples that have come out of it, but – there's something about not seeing the person because I think it's also the connection you have with the person when you're actually with them that also Mm -hmm. builds something. Yeah. I think we might've talked about this before. Like on that first episode, we, we did talk about like, um, like our thoughts on this a little bit, but I definitely think that there is something to be said about like initial attraction and I don't think that's everything, and I don't think that's even most of it, but I do think that, um, at least for some people, that's important, um, and maybe to these people on the show, maybe that's not as much of a priority for them, um, so that totally makes sense why they would be interested in going on to the, on something like this, but I know, like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, love la- languages, 
but oh absolutely yeah so I mean there are people who their love language is physical touch or you know whatever it may be and like not to sound like frank but it's like if you don't find that person attractive like it's probably not gonna end well for you because it's like um where do you draw the line between a friendship and a relationship right and so you can make a really great friendship over this but you might not like cross that bridge to be in a relationship you know yeah there's also that whole thing where you might know a person but then once you start to get to know their personality more you start to find them more attractive Mm -hmm. so I also see that side of it like if you're like oh I really like this person I can't wait to meet him you're not gonna think the first thing oh he's ugly you're gonna be like wow look how good this part of like yeah I totally yeah I think it's interesting I agree with everything you kind of said I definitely see it for myself like if I would do it way more on a friendship level of just it's kind of cool meeting people and then actually seeing them and being like whoa like Mm -hmm. hey there Lizzie like nice to meet you but I don't know if I would trust putting my relationship on it or in Mm -hmm. that fact everything about me because you are like telling this person you know Mm -hmm. and it's a little awkward to watch (laughs) I also think there are some people who have like physical like um for lack of a better term like ticks that they do or habits um and sometimes they can just like really get on your nerves you know if they like crack their knuckles and that's like a big pet peeve of yours you wouldn't have known that yeah in your pot or whatever and so I think that the show can be really successful but I think that there are um like possible um components of it that could lead to like a breakup or it not working. So I understand why there are couples that don't work after it, but I also think it's really great that they do have, I, I think you said two successful out of how many do you know? Um, I think, let's see, there were four, five, six, seven couples. And I believe that went on Love is Blind this first season. And I think two of them are successful. I mean, that's a pretty good um success rate if you really think about it I mean that's probably better than The Bachelor well also let's talk about what that means (laughs) for the show because a lot of them left the show still together in their final interview were still together but since then say in the past two months have broken up and still two of them are still together so yeah I agree with you I think it is pretty successful for it also being the first season Mm mm-hmm um, so that pretty much like concludes our in-depth look at all these reality TV shows. Obviously, Lizzie and I could talk all day about all of them, <laughs> especially Bachelor. Um, but two other shows people mentioned that they really would want to be in. Olivia mentioned that she would want to be in Love Island, which I know I haven't watched yet, but I definitely, with all this time, think I want to dive more into that. And then Shep said Sherlock, which is not a reality TV show, but he's just trying to get on my nerves. So we'll skip through that one real fast. But <laughs> we are super curious on obviously your favorite bachelor couples, what countries you would want to visit on The Amazing Race. Would you do a reality TV show like the Kardashians? Would you go on Love is Blind? Let us know on our Instagram post um, that will be later up today. But thank you guys so much for watching. We hope everyone is doing super well still with this pandemic, with everything going on in the world. Um, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for the podcast, we have a link in our bio on our Instagram at the dot whip. That's 
the.wip with two p's as always thanks for listening to the whip because we're a work in progress see you in two weeks on the whip on wednesdays bye guys bye guys